You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Any news today, Tito, at all? (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Rosie. (laughs) That's your job. This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie! Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhouse. Which normally means he can look away. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Swing and a line drive to right field. Coming on, diving, making the catches, Luplo. Ball game. Jordan Luplo saving the night for the Indians. On a diving catch on a sinking liner in right field to end the ball game. If Luplo doesn't catch it, the Tigers win it. The final tonight, Cleveland 6 and Detroit 5. Always fun to begin at the end with another Rosie Report regular season roundup. Hang on by the seat of your pants edition is what this one is as the Indians in the opener of a series in Detroit on Monday night win it by that 6-5 to five final thanks in large part to the great catch by Jordan Luplo at the end of the game. Jim Rosenhouse along with you. Thanks as always for downloading and listening to the Rosie Report. Coming up a little bit later on in our show this time around, Brian Shaw, Indians reliever, talks about what has made him a comeback story in baseball this year and certainly for that Indians bullpen but first a look back at last night the win for the tribe six to five one of the keys Jake Bowers a three-hit game in the ballpark where he hit for the cycle a couple of years back and he talked about some of the keys to victory last night and some of the key plays in last night's game Jake just first off uh can you just take us through your reaction to Jordan's catch to end the game yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome, man. I mean, um, kind of a hairy situation there. We had a chance to uh, turn a double play. I kind of kicked it a little bit. So uh, for him to pick me up like that was uh, was awesome. There's something about hitting at Comerica that just kind of agrees with you? Yeah, I guess so, man. Um, just kind of see the ball well here. Um, you always kind of run into places like that. And then um, also just kind of – Staying consistent with my work and uh, feeling like I'm getting better every day and, and getting closer to the type of player that I feel that I am and uh, kind of letting that out. So I think we're on a good path. Jake, in the third inning there where you had the uh, – I don't know if it was a double steal or they were just trying to go on to play in the dirt. What, how do you know when to come home? When, when... Um, which player are we talking about? Sorry. When you threw the guy out at the plate? Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um no, I mean, so first and third, two outs. It was a dirt ball read. He didn't get a very good jump um, and then kind of caught up there. So, and then as Caesar's running back to me, I'm kind of keeping my eye on C's as well as the runner on third, knowing that, you know, in that situation, the guy at first is out. So they might as well kind of take a shot at home. And uh, I knew when C's threw, he was probably going to break home. And, and that's the way it ended up. That's Jake Bowers. Also post game, Terry Francona weighed in. On an up-and-down night that ended on a positive note and began with some good stuff from Sam Henches on the mound. Hey, Tito. What would you think of Henches tonight? 
you know, early on, um, I mean, his command was just okay. I mean, you know, he had kind of kind of even striped the balls, but he was flipping his slider over for strikes. And then as he got into the last couple innings, he really got a good feel for his curveball. And I think at one point, I think his last six hitters, he, I think he got he retired them. Um, so it's a step in the right direction for him, which is really important. What did you think of Mejia? And could you just go through the thought process of bringing him in there? You know, I, I, <laughs> I really wanted to reset our bullpen. And part of me was just going to go with Mejia and run and keep him out there. And like I said, try to reset. But I didn't think it was fair to a young kid once we got the lead like that. You know, I just, I didn't feel real good about that. Um, it, 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 you know, I mean, I think <laughs> those last couple of weeks, that's as close as you can come to losing without losing. Uh, I mean, it just, that was, that was, uh, I mean, it was fun, but when I say fun, it was agonizingly fun. What'd you think of your team's approach against Turnball tonight? Well, I mean, early on, the first couple innings, shoot, I mean, you know, he, he broke just about everybody's bat. And it was early in the count. You know, other than Cesar getting hit, I think it took seven more pitches to get six outs. And then, you know, the inning we scored, I mean, we didn't hit a lot of balls hard, truth be told. I mean, he broke a lot of bats. His ball was moving all over the place. What are your emotions like when Haas makes contact and Jordan's running in on a play like that? You know what? That's a good question, Ryan. And it's really hard to explain. You know, it's like your throat or your stomach's in your throat. And, and you kind of figured the game's going to be over one way or the other. But um, it's torture. But it's fun. I mean, it's, I love it, but it's torture. Uh, what did you want catch or interference on that throwdown the second where it looked like the hitter yeah. came across? Yeah. What did I he mean, tell it definitely, you? It definitely affected his throw, and he he told me he came across after the throw, and that's where I really strongly disagreed. I did I didn't think that was correct. You know, did you see any improvement in Eddie Rosario's swing or the stuff he's been working on? Yeah, I did. I mean, first time up. Got a line drive base hit, and then he, you know, he he hit that ball hard to left center for the two RBI. Yeah, I thought it was, I did, I thought it was good. And again, the Turnbull had been really tough on him in the past too. Um, I, he, I thought he took better swings. Do you think of class day in the ninth? Well, that'd be bend but not break. Um, you know, fortunately he reeled it in, and and you know it was hard to throw a slider in the situation because he had spiked about three. And I know Renee was kind of nervous about doing that again with the guy on third. Um, but when he threw the 2-0 for a strike, that was a huge difference maker. With uh, Whitgren, he gives it up, but, I mean, he gets out of that. I mean, he keeps, uh, keeps the lead there. Yeah, I mean, and they hit a couple balls hard. I mean, they hit one ball, line drive to first and line drive to third that uh, Owen made a nice play. But you know what? I mean, that's going to happen to Witt every once in a while. He doesn't beat himself. He just, you know, he 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 ran some counts full, and and you know he if he's more efficient, that's when he's really good. And Brian Shaw saw some action once again out of that tri bullpen, which did some good work. Another scoreless inning for Shaw, who's having a great season, and he says it's uh, really satisfying after all the hard work he's put in. 
Absolutely. I mean, you know, I like I said, you know, back in spring, you know, we did some stuff uh, in the off season to change, you know, overhaul pretty much everything, um, uh, you know, and obviously throwing in the off season, live BPs, bullpens, all that stuff, coming into camp, throwing all that kind of stuff, obviously felt good, felt um, where it needed to be, and to actually, you know, get into season and have the the results that obviously I expected to have, but um, obviously you want anyways um, and expected from the work that I put in. It's just, you know, to have it correlate like that, it's, it's been fantastic. It's It's been awesome. When you say overhaul everything, was, was that to get back to how you were your first time through here, or are you a different pitcher? Uh, yes and no. So it's funny that you say it like that. So, you know, over the last couple of years, obviously things didn't go well, and I, the thought process and talking to, you know, pitching coaches and different people, it was – what can I do to get back to who I was, get back to throwing how I used to throw, get back to mechanically what I used to do. And at a certain point, you know, I realized in talking with, uh, you know, some people, I realized and we realized like, no, you don't need to get back to who you were. It's get back to who, get to who you are now with the way your body moves, with your age, with the way, you know, mechanically you feel good. You don't need to go back to something that you did when you were 23, 24, 25. When you're 33, you get to your body's going to move differently. It's going to want to move differently. So it's let's see how the body moves and let's have the best mechanical situation and best, you know, arm slot and everything for how your body moves now because it's not going to move the same when you're 33 as when you were when you were 23. So I, we kind of got rid of that thought process of getting back to what I was doing or how I used to do stuff, and it was basically let's figure out who we are now and make that the best possible version we can be. The adjustments you've made and the overhauls you've made, have we seen a change-up from Brian Shaw this season? I mean, according to, I believe, StatCast and all that stuff, it says yes, so I will say yes. <laughs> How long did it take you to have the confidence to throw that in a game? Because I have it on good authority that, that you always threatened to throw it in a game but never quite did the first time through. Yeah, you know, I, I think, um, like I said, you know, doing stuff with this offseason and even last year, you know, I threw a few times last year and, um, you know, it, it's a pitch I'm not going to use all the time, but sparingly and, you know, certain situations, you know, call for it and it's good in certain situations and, um, you know, the the catchers, you know, I'll, I'll let them call it when they want to call it and, um, you know, we're, we have a good, you know, spots and we pick and choose and, you know, just like with everything, you know, we got, you know, a, a plethora of pitches now and, uh, you know, they, they do a good job of, you know, reining us in on when and where to throw certain things and, um, you know, we trust them. And you're part of a bullpen that's off to a great start and you've had a, an opportunity to close a game and uh, pitch in different situations. Kind of fun to, to be in this spot with, with that much talent around you? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's always a lot of fun to be you know, part of something, you know, that, that we're doing right now, obviously, you know, back in the day, you know, the, the bullpen that we had was awesome here. And, um, you know, I think right now, you know, stat wise, I think we might be, you know, even better than we were. And, um, you know, I think we were, I, don't, I think we still are, but, you know, number one bullpen, um, you know, for ERA and some other different little categories and stuff like that. So, you know, that's what, that's our goal this year. We strive to, you know, have the, you know, the best ERA, most inherited runner stranded, you know, all the little things that make a bullpen who we are, you know, we're trying to be the best that we can be in all of these categories. Could you have foreseen that in spring training, or has it been somewhat of a surprise to see how quickly it gelled? No, absolutely. I mean, the, the guys, we watched them throw, obviously, in spring. You know, we've, we've known for a while, I guess, uh, obviously, this organization has that we've had some big arms down there. And, um, you know, just to be added to that group of guys is awesome. And, you know, they, they definitely have something special. And, you know, I, you know, 
just obviously looking at Twitter and everything else, you know, apparently there's some guys, you know, in the, in the farm system that are, you know, just as good. So it'll be interesting to see how things roll out. That's Indians reliever Brian Shaw. Always fun to visit with him, and he really is having a, a great year of veteran presence down in that tribe bullpen that has a lot of youth and some strong arms, and uh, he fits the bill in terms of strong arm and some veteran presence for the Indians' pen. That's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, as always, to Bart Swain, Courtbury Tripp, and Austin Controllis for keeping us rolling in a good direction. I'm Jim Rosenhouse, and uh, thanks, as always, for listening and downloading The Rosie Report. This has been The Rosie Report. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.